Sometimes you got to go listen to the classics. Here you go. Gary Vaynerchuk is a fast-talking, irreverent business guru who calls himself a serial entrepreneur. His twin passions, passions that I share, incidentally, are wine and social media. His latest book is The Thank You Economy, and Gary joins me now. What is The Thank You Economy, Gary? You know, uh, the, the word economy was the big part of this title. I, I think what it is is it's the tackling the issue of the ROI of social media. All these businesses that you know I consult for, they want to know, well, what's the value of a million fans on Facebook? Or what do I get if I actually interact with people on Twitter? And, and that's and what it is. And what's the answer? The answer is everything's going old school, Pierce. You know, I think your grandparents are more equipped to run business today than we are because they actually cared about their customer. You know, consumers don't want to be talked to anymore. They're pounded with commercials and print and newspaper ads and billboards. And I think now that we can listen to them, they're actually looking to shop with the people that actually care about them. So how do you run your business? You've developed this extraordinary empire mm -hmm. worth tens of millions of dollars from basically a liquor store. Mm -hmm. And you've done it online in a very aggressive and smart way. What's been the secret of why you succeeded where so many others haven't? I think two things. You know, I was born in Belarus, so I'm an immigrant. So ridiculous hard work is interesting to me, right? It's in our DNA. So what, what I did in 07 when I started using Twitter was I realized everybody was going to mess this up. Everybody was going to look to push more stuff. Watch my show tonight at 9, right? Buy my stuff. Do this. Everybody was going to push messages. What I did was I used a site called Samize which no longer exists, Twitter bought it. It's now search.twitter. In my opinion, it's one of the most important sites in the world. I just searched Chardonnay and Shiraz and Chateau Latour, looked what people were saying and responded to it, creating context and relationship, which then allowed people to discover who I was. So you were seeking out customers? Yeah, I was seeking out, you know, yes, no question. I'm not Mother Teresa. I'm not, this is the thank you economy. I'm not zen, rock climbing, drinking tea and saying, you know, I'm doing this for kicks and giggles. I want to build a business. I want to buy the New York Jets, right? Mm -hmm. I just realized that there's a different way to do it today. You know, Eric Schmidt, the former CEO of mm -hmm. Google the other day said, you know, more content is being produced in 48 hours than was produced from the beginning of mankind until 2003. Consumers are inundated, pounded with messaging. Of course they're tuning all that out and not listening to the pitches that we've all done. So look, if I, if I want to promote my show, for example, yeah. which I try and do on Twitter as much sure. as I can, what is the most effective way that I should be doing it? I watch your show a lot, right? And in the corner here, in mm. the bottom, where everybody's looking right now, it says, follow Pierce on Twitter. Yeah. I think it should say, conversate or interact with Pierce on Twitter, right? right? For celebrities and people with shows, they play too much inside baseball. You know, everybody's talking to each other. The celebrities are talking to each other and that's not real to anybody watching this. To me, what you should be doing is you should be searching Pierce, your account, right? Mm -hmm. Looking at what people are saying and interact with the actual listeners instead of pushing out a tweet. So forget all that kind of egocentric, you know, narcissistic nonsense between Nobody celebrities. Nobody wants that. Anybody who's watching yeah, But are you that. right though? I mean, don't a lot of people come on Twitter? Yep. Precisely, so they can watch celebrities feuding with each other. No question, and there's plenty of entertainment value and nothing should be all in, right? You should have a mix. Mm. But in my opinion, if you look at my Twitter stream, if you go to twitter.com slash GaryV, you will see a boatload of at replies, which is thank you, Pinot Grigio, mm. a wink, a hug, and then it'll say, hey, buy my book. Listen, I wanna sell my book, but I think it needs to be one push for every thousand or hundred pulls. So it's a kind of modern version of customer care, isn't it? Absolutely. And you'll, and you'll go, as you say, you're going back to what the, the grandparents used to do, which is the guy in the local liquor store, for example. The butcher gave, you know, why is it a baker's dozen? They cared. And more importantly, let's understand what really is happening now. We live on a word of mouth 
foundation. So when somebody's watching your show, if you go and look up your name and say, hey, thanks so much for watching my show, because they made a comment, right? You know, when they say, oh my God, Pierce Morgan just responded to me, their entire social graph is seeing that. And 230 people that is following that person sees that and says, wait a minute, you know what? Pierce is a real dude. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm gonna check out his show. Or when a Pepsi responds instead of just doing a Super Bowl commercial, you know, that means something. That day and age is coming. I'll give you an analogy. The pet dog. Mm. Now stick with me, Pierce. I know this is a little (laughs) weird. The pet dog. In the 50s, it was an outdoor creature, right? By percentage, by data, the dog was outside. Over the last 50 years, not only has it come into the home, but it's in the bed and we're dressing it and feeding it better than we are ourselves. I believe that we're living through the humanization of business. This is the beginning, but I believe that you... What's that going to do with the pet dog? Well, what that has to do with the pet dog is that people are treating a pet dog more like a human than they did 50 years ago, and I believe you're going to treat logos and brands the same way. You will have a conversation with Nike or Reebok or Ford about something that has nothing to do with their core business in the future because of this infrastructure, and that changes everything. And what if you're watching this and you haven't got a clue about the internet? Where yeah. should you start? You want to start a business, yep. but you're pretty useless on the, online. Yep. What are the most simple, effective ways to make your business start to sing? You know, obviously, it's super different for a small entrepreneur listening right now compared to you know, a Fortune 500 company. And, and the book really tries to tackle both entities. I, I think for somebody who's just starting a business, you've got to go to the Googles and the Bings of the world and start searching. If you're not educated on how to use it, I mean, we live in a day and age where you can go to YouTube right now and watch a video of how to use all this stuff. But the biggest problem, and I got this all the time with my last book, which was much more geared towards the entrepreneur, everybody just wants to push their product. They said, Gary, well, I don't have any followers. Well, I didn't either. I didn't have a TV platform. I wasn't you know, a world-known character. I went out and got the fans. I fished for them. And that's what I think brands have to do. How, how expert are you in your field of wine? I'm pretty solid, as you know. We were just talking right before. Yeah, well, I asked you what the greatest wine of all time was. Yeah, and I said 47 well, you Cheval. Got, you and got you, it wrong. You well, said the 47 Cheval right, Blanc. You, and I said the second one was the one that you thought was first. <laughs> the 61 the tour. Right. So, and we were talking. We were talking about 29s and 45s. I, I think that's super important. I'm glad you brought that up. The biggest problem that I see in social media today, and there's so many social media experts, they've never really built a business. You know, I built a $60 million business before I started talking about how to use social to build a business. You have to know your craft because no matter how good at marketing you are and no matter how good you are at fishing social media, if you don't know what you're talking about, you've lost. And content is always king. If I want to buy wine off you, how do I know that you're going to get me the best example of that wine? Well, I mean, I think there's a variety of different things. I mean, obviously, you know, for us with winelibrary.com, our, 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 my family business with my dad, Sasha, we, we're very price-driven. My dad's liquor store was called Shoppers Discount Liquors, mm-hmm. you know, growing up. You know, there's reputation. There's Yelp reviews. There's people conversating right now on Facebook and Twitter. There's new sites like Tumblr, right, and Quora and Instagram that are changing the landscape. And getting information from the social web is how you're going to figure that out if we're legit or not. See, here's the biggest thing that I see going on, Pierce, why I called it the thank you economy. Billions of dollars are going to be impacted by the maturity of the web. See, Twitter and Facebook are getting all the credit, but what's really happening here is the internet is maturing. It's only 17 years old. The internet that we all know, the consumer web, the one that AOL sent the disks in the mail to get us to sign up for, is only 17 years old. We are grossly, as a culture, underestimating the impact of this social web. We're going to have a quick break. When we come back, I want to ask you whether the problem with the internet is as we get more obsessed with it, we become a bunch of boring geeks. <laughs> yeah.
Back now on my guest, Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary, it's a fascinating thing, the internet, and it's obsessing all of us. But it's the danger that we all just become a bunch of boring, dead-eyed geeks <laughs> who spend 20 hours a day on, on our computers. You know, I think people have dramatically become more social. See, I'm very countercultural. Everybody's talking about, like, our kids are not social anymore. I don't see it. I, I've been able to have dramatically more relationships because of the internet's infrastructure. Yeah, real ones or just online? Dramatically real ones. See, I don't have a difference between online and real. For example, when I go to South by Southwest, a big tech conference, and a lot of people, that, in that place, I'm like you. I'm a little famous <laughs> in that world, right? And I get a lot of people coming to me. It's amazing to me through one or two engagements that I have context with the person that's coming to me, right? I don't, you know, I don't know them like my best friend, but we're starting at a different point because of our interaction online. And I think they bleed together. That's my big point with the Super Bowl commercials, by the way, this year. I thought they sucked, Pierce. I couldn't believe in 2011 that nobody ran a commercial that extended it to the web, right? I mean, how do you leave all those conversations on the table? They need to work together. And so I view it as another platform to create context of relationships and keep them. But these relationships, though, I mean, people compete over followers on Twitter or friends on I agree. Facebook it? and stuff. It's all a bit shallow, isn't it? It's ridiculous. It's an arms race. It's a keeping up with the Joneses. And people are going to wake up in a year or two and realize, well, what does that really mean, right? And you see it with brands. Mm. With their big competitors, they want to fight. You see it with celebrities wanting to outdo each other. Do it myself. I, I firmly believe that it's not about the numbers and it's not about the pushing out the content. It's simply about the engagement. And in my opinion, what social has done, it's scaling caring. I'm telling you that if you took a different tack, if, if mm. Ford took a different tack, that they actually listened and replied, the context that that creates is different, similar to the butcher. You know why the small town rules worked? Because they knew your kids were gonna graduate in a month. Mm -hmm. They knew that your husband just got promoted. It was small town. The internet, even though it's big, all these gadgets and widgets, they're bringing the world closer to each other. We know more about each other, and that's an important context shift. When you saw President Obama have his big powwow with all the yes. uh, internet geniuses yes. recently, if you'd been at that table, what would you have been telling him? Well, probably a lot of different things, but you know, I, I mean, I, I would have said this. Listen, the president has a lot of restrictions that don't allow him or the White House to use it the way we kind of want him to. But I think anything that humanizes anything is interesting. Humanizes a business. I think what Obama can do, and he has to obviously look at the rules that he's living within, is humanize the office, right? I mean, again, the president's always in the push business. He gives a talk to the monitor and he pushes. Any kind of interaction that is allowed, and I don't know all the rules of what he's allowed to do, I think would be enormous, and that's where I would tell him to go. How do you regulate the internet? How do you stop, you know, I've got three young sons, how yeah. do you stop them being bombarded with nasty stuff? Sure, so I, I talk about this a lot. You know, there was, there was a, a site called Formspring that came out a couple, about a year ago that caused a lot of hoopla, anonymous Q&A, mm -hmm. and it got a little nasty. I talk to a lot of parents uh, when I'm on the radio and different things. Here's what I think about it. First of all, and this is a big statement, and I mean this with all my heart, we humans are grossly underestimated and grossly underrated. With all the access that we have, the amount of bad things that happen is shockingly low. I mean, we have to paint that picture first and foremost to understand, but you've gotta be a good parent. I mean, there's softwares that can track things, no question. If you don't have access to your laptop of your underage kid, you're making a mistake. You've gotta be a good parent. Now, it's hard. I mean, I don't wanna paint a picture that it's easy, but I think the top line thesis is for every story about the girl that used Facebook and found a bad guy, there's billions of interactions that are not creating any negative aspects. When you see all the 
revolutionary uprisings yeah. across the Middle East, and the social networking aspect of that has been extraordinary to observe, yeah. with them getting round these repressive regimes by just talking to each other. Yeah. You must be excited by that. Of course. I mean, again, Thank You Economy is really a business-oriented book. When I walk into a CEO of a Fortune 100 company, I say, if you think that this is not impacting your business, but it's uprising countries, you've got it completely twisted. I mean, this is the biggest platform that has ever hit the human race. We are grossly underestimating it, and of course Egypt's happening, and it's gonna continue. Listen, with WikiLeaks that affected the US, everybody has to understand, and they don't want to, Pierce. Nobody wants to accept what's really happening here, which is that the game has changed. And the rules of that game are very difficult for people that want to control. I am excited about it. I am. But here's my problem with it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't go shopping anymore. I buy everything online. Okay. My three sons, 17, 13, and 10, yep. spend hours and hours a day. Yep. Yep. Can't be good for anybody that it's we just don't better, get out as much. It's better than them watching TV. Let's not paint a picture of what was happening no, in the 80s and than, 90s. Is it better than going out playing sport in Yes, but that, wasn't, but that wasn't happening in the 80s or 90s either. They were watching television and playing video games. I mean, we're a long ways away from little Ricky going out and playing ball. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not like this is a new phenomenon. And more importantly, they're a lot more worldly, our kids, right? You must look at your sons and be shocked. I think they're smarter than I was at the same age. And it's not even close. They're, they're better informed, they get news better, faster, but their attention span I, is absolutely minuscule. No question, but I, I have a family friend, Little Lou, right? He used a site called Chat Roulette. Do you remember that thing? Yeah, yeah, he got yeah. a lot of attention. Yeah. He found a family in like Peru. He spent an hour and a half talking to them. He didn't know who they were. His context of his life, how good he has it, changed forever. No documentary in class, no sitting down with your son telling him, you've got it so good. None of that could have done it. So there's enormous positive coming out of these innovations. You just gotta look for it. These, these big companies that you yeah. go and advise, are you shocked by how non-internet savvy they are? You know, at first I was gonna be the punk kid entrepreneur and you're gonna do it this way and you guys all don't get it. I've learned over the last couple of years of working with a lot of these companies, they get it. They're just playing a different rule. The thank you economy, the new social web, is about running a marathon, Pierce. It's about creating a real relationship. It's about marrying somebody instead of having a one night stand. The problem for all these big businesses is they report quarterly, right? Mm. They're playing a different game. The street is looking at their numbers. And they have a very difficult time going all in on investing in something that takes a long time to develop. So what I'm trying to do is help them form little ninja units while they're doing what they're supposed to do. And how much, how much do they pay you for this privilege? Well, they pay lots of money. What, I mean, what are your, you know, what are your I rates? Mean, VaynerMedia charges you know, between twenty dollars and $30,000 a month for consulting and community management. So it's well, not, well, I'm well, not given, revolutionizing the world, but it's a solid living. Well, given I've got you here for nothing, yeah. obviously, I may as well take the opportunity. So, Forget Twitter for a moment. Yeah. How else would you promote my show? I, what is, what's the smartest, coolest yeah, let's, way let, let's to expand an audience? First and foremost, top line thesis, it's not about you talking. Hmm. What? It's not about you talking. Gary, that's what we hasty. I understand. It's about listening. I'll tell you what I would do. <laughs> First and foremost, the only way that I would use Twitter is through search.twitter, hmm. looking up your name and the show's names, the guests you have on, and actually engaging with people, not named Ryan Seacrest or Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Actual human beings, right? Number two, I think Tumblr is the most important site of 2011. It is exploding. Hmm. Um, 
It's a micro-blogging platform. I think you would push out content there. Maybe behind the scenes clip. Maybe after we're done taping mm. this, we do a little flip cam thing and you push it out there. A different place to do something. Yeah, we like actually that. do that on our site. On yeah. our CNN site. I think that's great. Mm. And I think Quora. Have you looked at Quora yet? Yeah. So Quora is a QA platform. Has a very dark horse chance of becoming the new Wikipedia. Mm. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where they go. I would go in there as you. You're a pretty knowledgeable, smart dude. I'd go in there, find things that you know answers to, and answer them. Pierce, you're a major star. Thank you, Gary. Okay? Thank you. Can you, you say that again? You have to humanize yourself. And so does Pepsi, and so does Ford, and so does the National Hockey League. The consum- so what, what we're seeing, really, we're seeing mm-hmm. the whole world, everybody now believes they have a voice, don't they? That's what I find really interesting. They, they do. And they, you, know, you, you get the reaction on Twitter, and half of them are saying great things about you, the other sure. half want to kill you. Sure. But I, I quite like the freedom that this... Twitter and social networking has brought people to have an opinion. Absolutely. It's better to have an opinion than have no opinion, right? And the marketers that are sitting in the room or the people that are, you know, marketing this show, no longer can you be like, it's working. You get instant feedback, right? Mm. You know, and I think it's just leveled the playing field. Here's what it is, Pierce. It's a different skill set. For a long time, the person that could give the best PowerPoint presentation Mm. won. Now, it's the person who has the best skills in a cocktail party. And every business and celebrity that has better skills in cocktail party instead of presentation is going to win going forward. Who is your biggest rival? And I, I really, you know... Who's the one you look to and think? That they're stepping up? Yeah. The one person that I would say, you know, that's a great question. You can see you stump me and I answer everything. I don't really think of it that way. I, I don't want to give the real Everyone's answer. Everyone's got a rival. You know, I don't want to give the real answer, which is that... I think I'm better than everybody. That's fair enough. You know, who, but who do you see threatening your pack? I'm always scared. Who are the other Gary's I'm scared of anybody who's bigger than I am mm. who will work as hard as I will. You know, Fallon scared me when he first came out because I thought he was going to really interact. Andy Cohen at Bravo, mm. I think, is a sneaky kind of character, right? Kim Kardashian's probably executing it as well as anybody could. She's got six million followers. I had her on here, yeah. and I got her to look at the camera and yeah. say, follow Piers Morgan, yeah. and literally, sure. it exploded. I yeah. mean, I got about 30,000 followers You know what, Vayner Nation, Vayner Nation, follow <laughs> Piers Morgan. I want to I wanna trump Kim. I, is that what you call them, the vain and The maniacs, absolutely. The you know, Pierce, I, I think that anybody who's got a bigger platform than me, mm. who's willing to bleed out of their eyeballs for their community, mm. will beat me. Anybody who's smaller won't, because I'm just going to outwork everybody. Gary, good luck. Thank you, my friend. It's been good to meet you. Real pleasure. That was Gary Vaynerchuk.